0: Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke. All one word. Okay, so... My last podcast... I listened to a thing about the 1960s riots... And, uh... It gave me a hankering for some more riot information. So I went and listened to the uh, Stuff You Should Know episode... The Tulsa, Oklahoma Race Riots. Now, if you ever watched the TV show Watchmen... It was on HBO... Uh, I believe the first episode starts out with people in the middle of this, the Tulsa riot. Apparently, like, it wasn't that famous. Maybe until the 90s, like, people had barely ever heard of it. Um, The Stuff You Should Know guys say that, it's weird, they say white people and black people didn't speak of it. But, you know, if you hear a, a short version of what happened there by, you know, most woke, you know, media outlets or whatever... They're going to say that, uh, basically, for no reason, racist white people went and massacred a prosperous black town, and maybe they dropped bombs on them with airplanes. But obviously, the story is more complicated than that, and uh, it's kind of funny, because almost at every, you know, until the part where the city is burnt down, like, everyone agrees that happened, uh, there's like, kind of two versions of the story at every little juncture so let's just go through that story and this is just gonna be a hack job i forget the last names and all the exact numbers but it starts out with two people a black guy named diamond dick and a white girl named sarah Now, diamond dick was a shine boy of i don't know his age and apparently he was really something with the ladies and Sarah was an elevator operator in some fancier part of Tulsa. And she was white and she was like 16 or 17 years old. And so Diamond Dick would ride on her elevator a lot. Now, it could be because he was, whatever, trying to hit on her and get in her pants. He wanted to have sex with her. Or it could be because there was a segregated bathroom that he had to ride the elevator to get to. The podcast says it could be either one, or it could be that he had to, he liked you know he had to use that bathroom, and he liked hitting on Sarah. So we don't know. Well, one day Diamond Dick gets on the elevator, and apparently uh, it's on a floor where the elevator doesn't quite meet the uh, normal floor level. So there's a there's a thing you could trip on. So I think according to Diamond Dick, he tripped on that little elevator thing, and then he caught himself by grabbing Sarah's arm. And a hundred years later, there's no way I know of to exactly determine what his intentions were in that situation. But whatever happened, you know, whatever he meant, she thought he did it on purpose, and she started beating him with her purse. And so the elevator uh, went on down to the first floor, and the doors opened up, and, you know, there's this white girl beating a black man with her purse, and she's screaming out that he's assaulting me. Now, that's what they—that's what the podcast says, the word assault. I, that didn't sound like the word that she'd be using, so... She probably said something like, he's attacking me, or he's trying to rape me. And after all the craziness, you know, that's about to go down, with tons of people dying and hundreds of buildings getting burned, they kind of went back to this case, and she refused to testify, so... That's basically it. That is the end of the story for those two people. So the next day, the sheriff goes and arrests Diamond Dick. And he takes him back to the, whatever, the sheriff building. And I guess he kind of takes him around the back or something. Because he knows something might be going down. So he goes around, you know, takes him around the back, takes him up, puts him in jail. And that same day, the, the local Tulsa newspaper prints one... Or two articles. The first one is an inflammatory article that says uh, a black man tried to rape a white girl and whatever you know probably using the n word who knows what it was not not a good article. But uh, now there was a second article maybe here's you know here's another thing where it's like did it happen this way or did it happen that way. So people say that the newspaper also had an editorial where someone said, let's all go down to the courthouse, grab that black guy, and lynch him. Like, I guess explicitly, just said exactly that. Which is starting to sound far-fetched to me, but anyways, I'll tell you you know, we'll just go read the article, right? Well, the only known copy of that paper, uh, it doesn't have that article in it, but it has a, you know, one of the pages has an article that's cut out. So is that what the cut out, you know? The article existed, and that's the part that was cut out? I mean, we don't know. So anyways, that day, uh, somewhere from 500 to 10,000 white people show up at the sheriff's building. All right, let's talk about the sheriff here real quick. So there was a new sheriff in town. But the previous sheriff had let some sort of mob... I guess white, go to the sheriff's building, grab someone out of jail, and go lynch that person. And apparently that's true, but again, we have two stories. Uh, It sounds like the guy that they lynched was a white guy. You know, like that's what one of the stuff you should know guys says. And the other guy's like, oh no, he had to be black. He doesn't provide any evidence for that, but anyways, there you go. It might have been a white guy, might have been a black guy. Okay, so let's go back. Let's say there's a thousand uh, white people surrounding the sheriff building. I say that because like, you know, they're like, oh, it could be 500. It could be 10 grand, but it kind of seemed like they were leaning towards a lower number. So thousand it is, which is okay. This is something I didn't know about. I've read about this thing before, but that's crazy. A thousand people. That's a lot of people. So into the midst of these thousand people, like apparently like right into the middle of the, group uh drives up 75 black world war one veterans all carrying guns i don't know how many cars that is but you know if you got seven people in the car it's at least 10 cars so that's a pretty that's a pretty crazy thing to have show up so the sheriff comes out and he's like you know there ain't, ain't gonna be no one lynched on my watch and apparently he's able to convince the white people and the black people the podcasters say that the white people were calling out for a lynching. Uh, they don't provide any evidence. I mean, I'd like to know more about that. Like, did one person say, let's lynch him? Or was it like 999 people chanting, lynch him, lynch him, lynch him over and over? Whatever. They don't say. It's probably unknown. Okay, but in this next thing, we got, once again, two stories, two versions. So, the sheriff had convinced everyone that there ain't going to be no lynching. And now the black people were either about to leave, or they were actually on their way out. Which is basically like, if you're about to leave, that means you haven't left. You're, th- you know, you're going to leave, but you haven't left. And the other one is, you know, you are leaving, you know. So the story goes that an old white man, they say he's old, an old white man grabs one of the black guy's guns, and the gun goes off. At least that's how they put it. I mean, you know, so it could be, you know, these people are trying to get away from the crowd and, you know, someone runs up and grabs one of their guns, you know, from behind and the gun goes off accidentally and he gets exactly what he deserves. Or it could be they hadn't really started leaving yet. And, you know, maybe someone was making a threatening motion towards an old white man. You know, maybe he grabbed the gun to get it out of his face and the guy blasted him right in his face for his. His edification. Okay, so whatever. This is where stuff is stuff is starting to go off now. After this white guy got shot, I assume he died. I'm not sure. But so what happens next is kind of. It's not that there's two sides to the story. There's just you know I got this from Wikipedia as well as the podcast. There's whatever. There's the there's the numbers on what happened there, and then there's what people say. So the number is that 10 white people died that day, and anytime you ever hear any sort of academic or media person, or I'm sure if you watch that Watchmen TV show, right, they don't start it off by saying, oh yeah, 10 white people died. But the body count for that afternoon was uh, 10 whites dead, 2 blacks dead. So we know the first person who got shot was this old white dude, so we don't know if it was... We don't know if the whole thing started with 10 white people being shot and then white people killed two black people. And then, I mean, you know, the crazy part's coming, but, you know, that that could be what happened. The, the, the start of this could have been an attempted rape and then 10 white people gotten killed. And to be, you know, uncharitable and harsh, uh, in 1920s Oklahoma... You probably don't want to go kill 10 white people if you're black. It's not going to be good for you. It's not going to be good for your friends and family. Obviously, I ain't saying it's good. Life is not fair. It just ain't. Now, so, you know, however it happened exactly, you got 10 white people dead, two black people dead, and the black people get the heck out of there. So, this isn't exactly like... Two sides to the story, but basically, like, you know, the podcast is saying that the sheriff is, like, such a great, even-handed guy. That was how they were portraying him initially. But apparently now he uh, deputizes some number of white people and gives them guns. And so they're portraying this as, like, a he's a real racist monster now. And the black World War I vets, they, uh, they set, start setting up sniper positions. But basically like on the the road that heads into Greenwood, their town um they go on top of buildings you know, and take their guns and they're ready to shoot people as they advance and so the timeline on this stuff exactly is not clear to me um I'm gonna tell you what happens like from midnight to five a m and so I don't know when the I don't know when the sniper stuff happens, but anyways, the white people you know are start going in there, they encounter sniper fire, I guess. And so what they do is every time they find a sniper, they burn the building that the sniper is on, you know, to kill him. And so the way they make it sound is that initially they're only burning buildings that have snipers on them. But at some point they switch over to just burning every building that they see. And so, you know, I don't know if that was before midnight or what, but apparently from midnight to 5 a.m., white people kinda sneak around in various parts of Greenwood, you know, take up position. It's like a war. This thing is like a a total war. And uh, they take up position, and then at 5 a.m. there's a whistle. And so then they just like march on in. They got in their position and they march on in. And I think they kick people out of their homes and burn the homes. I think like 600 businesses were burned, uh, maybe 1,200 houses were burned Ten thousand people were ultimately made homeless, and then let's talk about the airplanes. So I don't think this stuff is totally confirmed, you know. So basically, you're gonna have you can have two sides of the story to a lot of this airplane stuff. But apparently, you know, the the black people in Greenwood they were so rich they had five airplanes between them, and so the story goes is that the white people stole those five airplanes and started dropping bombs on Greenwood. Now, that sounds far-fetched to me. I mean, you know, who knows how to fly a plane, and then who has bombs sitting around? But whatever, that's a story that you'll hear. I don't even think they'll mention that the planes were stolen from Greenwood people. You'll just hear that they got in their own airplanes, I guess, and started dropping bombs. And uh, sometime around now, uh, the National Guard shows up. And so there's stories that maybe the National Guard had some airplanes, and they were, like, shooting people instead of using bombs. But the National Guard is there, on the ground at least, and they basically arrest all the black people. They create some kind of tent city that's like, basically all these black people, you know, your city, your city has been burned down. 35 blocks of Greenwood were burned down, sounds like that was most of it, and uh, so now you got all these people who are, you know, some of them are homeless, some of them have just been arrested for rioting, and so I think they... The National Guard creates some kind of tent city. I think they don't let the black men leave the tent city uh, unless there's a white employer who says, yeah he, yeah, he's coming to my job. And so they uh, they comment. so uh, apparently this stuff started in late May. So you know it's like, what is it about May when, when rioting because 68, uh, that stuff was in May and June. This one was in May and June. Uh, you know, George Floyd, May and June and it makes sense in northern cities where there's snow on the ground in December but i mean oklahoma is is may and june like that nice it's probably muggy as heck so anyways you know and there was there were some atrocities and the end result was the official the official body count was 35 and i don't know if that includes white people or not and it might it might include the 10 whites but uh, there's a lot of people who think there's a lot more people dead like there's talk of mass graves and they said hiding bodies and mine shafts i mean i don't know apparently whites and blacks both agreed to not talk about the thing like forever so it's, it's kind of hard to go back and put it back together but since 2001 there's been archaeologists going out and looking for these like mass graves and whatnot so anyway the stuff you should know guys do not mention them finding anything like they, they think they found one but I don't think the body count has gone up from the 35, but people think that maybe 300 people died. Okay, so I went and checked uh, Wikipedia for death toll, and there's like 30 different estimates on it. It's all over the place. Um, up to 50 white people might have died, and then up to 300 people total. So let's talk about the gra- town of Greenwood. Um, this is where this is the town that got burned down. So it had the nickname uh, "Black Wall Street." I mean, I don't think they did any stock trading. I mean, it's in Oklahoma, for God's sake. But uh, they were rich. I mean, they were richer than most places in America. You know, richer than white people. I think you know. I think the the white people that lived in the cities near them were poorer than them. So this kind of confirms a theory that I always have. But I never heard anyone lay it out so explicitly. But uh, the stuff you should know, guys. You know, they go into, you know, why is this town so rich? And then they talk about it later on and how it got poor. And the answer was, why it was so rich was, when Oklahoma was turned into a state, they had a law. They said black people and white people cannot mix. I mean, you, know, you certainly can't get married, but I think basically you can't mix, period. Don't mix. So people lived apart, and the town of Greenwood, like back pe- black people, created their own town. And... Uh, The town had like some bylaws or a constitution or something. And in there it said no white person can live in that town. And that town had 14 millionaires living there. It had, you know, good schools, whatever. It was like a great place. And so according to the stuff you should know, guys, you know, why was this place so great? Well, it was because it was segregated. It was because of segregation. Basically, you know, the black people couldn't shop at a a white store. So, you know, if they went shopping to buy groceries then all their money went into a black owned grocery store, you know, and now that the owner of that black, that black owner of that grocery store, you know, he's probably making decent money. You know, he's going to send his kids to college. You know, it's it was working out good. And, you know, after all those people were killed and the town was burnt to the ground, five years later, they had built it back better than before, richer than before. And so it was a real nice town, you know, it was like basically all black people. And it was real nice until 1960. And in 1960, they basically ended segregation. And, you know, the town went to crap. So anyways, it's just like, you know, I don't know what you can do with that information. The fact that a lot of black communities were better off not being integrated, right? You know, because that integration is considered not racist. And if you're against it, then you are a racist. Although critical race theory is starting to have like, you know, like black only graduations. So and maybe they're onto something, but anyways, integration did not work out, work out for them. And I think you'll kind of find that across America, you know, like to be a little bit racist, like, you know, maybe the little corner store used to be owned by a black dude, but now it's owned by a Korean immigrant and uh, they now they're the ones sending their kid to college.